You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. If you or your patients struggle with muscle cramps, spasms, soreness, or restless leg syndrome, you're going to want to hear about our non-opioid TheraWorks Relief. TheraWorks Relief is a clinically proven and published locally acting topical solution that prevents and relieves muscle cramps, spasms, and soreness in the legs and feet. In a research study including patients diagnosed with restless leg syndrome, TheraWorks Relief was shown to reduce symptoms commonly associated with accompanying RLS, including muscle cramps and spasms. Muscle cramps are reported as a side effect of hundreds of prescription medications, from intravenous iron sucrose and conjugated estrogens to statins and diuretics. By managing muscle cramps, TheraWorks Relief supports adherence, helping patients stay on important and often life-saving medications. TheraWorks Relief comes in an easy-to-use, fast-absorbing, non-greasy foam that can prevent muscle cramps and spasms with just a few simple applications a day. To learn more about TheraWorks Relief, go to theraworksrelief.com and click on the Healthcare Professional link. This is the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Pharmacy Future Leaders is a podcast dedicated to pharmacy students by pharmacy students who are committed to making an impact on our healthcare system and providing optimal patient care as innovative and leading pharmacists. As Pharmacy Future Leaders, we dedicated our lifetime of service to others through the profession of pharmacy. We will consider the welfare of humanity and relief of suffering as our primary concerns as we apply our knowledge, experience, and skills to the best of our ability to assure optimal outcomes for our patients. And now, here are your hosts and Pharmacy Future Leaders. Welcome to Pharmacy Future Leaders, a podcast made by students for students. My name is Joanne Pio, and I will be your host for today's show, featuring our guest, Carl Hewitt. Carl Hewitt is a recently graduated pharmacist from Nova Southeastern University College of Pharmacy. Welcome to our show, Carl. As you can tell, we are very excited to have you. Well, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. First, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Well, as you just mentioned, I recently graduated. Um, I'm originally from Seattle. And I've been in South Florida for about about 10 years or so. And I have a lot of hobbies, but most of them are nerdy. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'm a big nerd. And you're also very humble. I noticed that you left out a key fact. You were actually a part of the Navy. This is true. Um, after high school, I joined the Navy. Um, what happened was I originally wanted to be an engineer when I was a kid growing up, but I only like the math and science and not the drawing aspect of it. When I was in high school, I was in a CAD class, a computer automated drafting class, and other and other drawing classes. I don't, I couldn't stand them at all. So when I so I didn't have any goals in high school beyond just joining the military. So I joined the Navy. After I joined the Navy, I started going to college to figure out what I actually wanted to do. <laughs> and then you joined pharmacy school. What made you join pharmacy school? I was a tutor for a few years at Broward College. And most people I was tutoring were going to pharmacy school. So I, I started looking into it and I got interested in it too. And I said, well, why not me? If everybody else is going to do it, I should be, I should too. So I did. I like that. Why not me? What was the most challenging portion of pharmacy school for you? Um, my first semester was kind of hard because it was not only 
the classes, but also the adjusting to it. Because I was always a non-traditional student in undergrad, uh, working full-time and doing classes here you know, when I could. I tried to do full-time, and I did some, but mostly I was, I was half-time, right? So when I got into pharmacy school, I wasn't working. And so I was being a traditional student for once, and I was acclimating to the atmosphere. So, so it was that combined with with some of the classes like biochemistry and pathophysiology, which those are the ones that I, I failed my first semester. So all that really was the hardest part for me. How did you feel after you failed? Eh, I, was, I wasn't sad about it. I mean, I, I just realized, okay, well, I'll retake them. And I did because um, I was never afraid of failing because <clears throat> I'd done it before. Like I had to retake some classes in undergrad and I was also an athlete in high school. And so that's just part, it's part of life failure. That's a very great mindset to have. Failure is a part of life. I know for me that if that happened to me, I would be very scared to just re-enroll because when you do fail those core classes, you have to wait and start again with a whole new class. So if you were in the class of 2019, you would be dropped back into the class of 2020. So how did you adapt to that? Yeah, I was pushed back a whole year because of, of a path over physiology. Um, I don't know. I just, I did the rest of the classes <clears throat> that I could do. And I just, you know, prepared as well as I could for uh, when, I, when I got to the next year, when I had to retain those classes, I just prepared as well as I could and I redid them. What are some habits that you changed from pre-failure to post-failure so you could succeed? in the rest of your pharmacy career? Mainly, I was trying to f- figure out the best way for me to study because we're all different, right? So for me, I was trying to figure out what worked for me the best. And it really, for me, it was watching the videos. I was very, uh, I felt fortunate that we as, at a pharmacy school, a pharmacy school had the recorded videos for lectures because I've never had that before, ever, right? So it was helpful for me to use use those videos, short media, and then before that was it was integrity. Um, I, so I relied on that more, as well as writing notes and then doing what I had to do to quiz myself. And so as I went through pharmacy school, even up till now, I've been uh, always kind of um, always kind of tweaking the way I studied. I still haven't, haven't found the best way 100% yet, but <laughs> it's always improving process. <laughs> Even for my NAPLEX, I'm still trying to figure out what's the best way for me to study. But I like what you said. It's an, it's an improving process, which is like you have to keep on improving. If something works, then keep it. If it doesn't work, then basically throw it away. One question that I really want to know is why didn't you quit when you failed and you figured out that you would have to um, – do an extra year of pharmacy school, why didn't you quit and say, you know what, I've had a full-time job before? Like, what made you take additional loans and keep on moving forward? Because I wanted it. <clears throat> you know, I realized that um, the problem was with me, not with what was going on with, with pharmacy school. I had to change myself in order to 
or to be where I wanted to be. I had to make it a change. I had to make an improvement with my with my attitude, with the and the way I studied, with a lot. You know, so that was all my fault. So I, I instead of blaming something else or the school or the professors, I blame myself for not being prepared as I should have been. So, um, but at the same time, I wanted. I wanted to be a pharmacist, so I had I did what I had to do to adapt to become a pharmacist. We all fail from Steve Jobs, Oprah, to Michael Jordan. For those of you who do not know who Michael Jordan is, he's said to be one of the best or greatest basketball players, and he did this commercial for Nike. I missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. I just love that last part. I failed over and over again, and that is why I succeed. What is your recommendation, Carl, for students who are in this situation currently, where they just finished their, um, the last semester of the year, and they found out that, you know, they're not going to be continuing with their peers. They're going to have to do an additional year. What is your recommendation for those students? Well, it's kind of like you asked before, you have to decide whether or not you want to continue, so... Um, some people do and some people don't. Like I remember when I when it first happened to me, uh, there was like four or five people who did, who didn't continue on. But also depends where you're at in a pharmacy school. I, you know, to me, if I'm my second or third year and I fail, it's too late to stop. I might as well just continue on. But if you fail your first semester of pharmacy school, then you have a choice. You can really um, leave if, if you felt like it. Because it's early enough, you know, the loans aren't piled up enough <laughs> to uh, to continue. But you know, depending on how late you are, you might as well keep going. But uh, my advice is um, just if you want it, just just keep doing it, and um, eventually you'll graduate and be where you want to be. It's just a matter; it's up to you. You know, it's. It's all in your. It's all in your hands, as as you can say. Um, it's also interesting how you talk about Michael Jordan because people people look at LeBron as a failure because LeBron just lost what his, uh, his, his his sixth final, but people still think he's the greatest player in the world right now. <laughs> so you know, well, lots of people fail. It's okay, and like I said, it's just part of life. It is what it is. You just either you just move on or do something else. It's, it's all up to you. You're absolutely right. It's all up to the person. I think based on what you said, your overall message is don't give up. And it's an easy thing to say, don't give up, but it's hard to do. Just one step at a time. You know, do what Carl said and what we said in past episodes. Reflect on your behavior, take responsibility and then correct that behavior. Carl, you have you mentioned perseverance and never giving up. 
how will those traits and this experience in pharmacy school benefit you to be a better pharmacist? Um, basically, I apply that all the time when I was on rotations or uh, mostly rotations. I don't really have a lot, of, a lot of experience with pharmacy outside of that because I never was a intern. I never was hired as an intern during school. So whenever I went to my rotations or I, I was in my Walgreens rotations, whatever, I always applied that where I make mistakes, but I hold myself accountable and I'm, I make myself better and I just continue on and I continue to, to improve. And that's all we can ever do. Um, so, but you have to accept yourself. Okay. Accept yourself. Okay. Where you're at. And then okay, if I need to prove my skills, I need to prove this and hold yourself accountable and keep pressing. That's all I can ever do. Here's my next question for you. Compared to the classmates that did not fail and you who did fail, do you think that you will be less of a pharmacist? Not at all. Not at all. Um, I can be every, every bit as good as a pharmacist as everybody else in my class who didn't fail. Because it's not just your ability to, I think with pharmacy nowadays, it, there is important aspect that is your ability to connect with the patients. If you are able to talk to your patients and connect with them and relay the information you need to relate to them, then that's all that matters. Because um, drug knowledge and all that knowledge, you can easily just study that or you know, gain that. That comes and goes because you'll forget stuff and have to go back over it later. Right? That's why we have continuing education courses. But it's your ability to connect with your peers and your patients. That's what I think is the important thing about, about, about pharmacy. I agree with you 100%. It's that connection with the patients as well as advocating for them. And perseverance, the ability not to give up, is important to, for a pharmacist because you have to have that perseverance when you're calling the doctor's office. You have to have that perseverance when you're trying to understand what a patient is telling you as to why they're not taking their medications that perseverance will make you one of the best pharmacists, Carl. So that's why I was really excited to have you on this show. So that now that you graduated pharmacy school, what is next for you? Well, I'm still waiting to take my Naplex. I don't know. I'm not sure when I'm, I'm going to take it yet. So it looks like it's going to be around September if, only, if it's, uh, I want to do my Naplex in Florida. So I actually have... It may have an interview with Walgreens. It's going to be for Fort Myers, which is what I wanted originally, but it didn't work out when we were doing the interviews in October. But I got the opportunity again, so hopefully I get the interview, and if I can make it, then I'll be in Fort Myers yeah, for Walgreens. <laughs> and um, if not, then I'm also looking at eating health services. Seeing as because since I'm a veteran, I have a veteran's preference to be hired in there, and I could work with them and um, on the reservation somewhere, usually out west. And I don't know. I'm trying to decide what, how long I want to stay in Florida versus how long I want to start pushing west, maybe go back to Washington State. I'm not sure. It depends where opportunities and jobs are. But I think for the short term, uh, I'm going to try to stay here in Florida for at least a couple of years and then eventually move out West. I don't know. 
it all depends what happens between Walgreens or IHS, vice versa. A lot of people say that the pharmacy field is saturated. Is this something that you also agree about? I agree with it, but there's still jobs out there. Um, I remember a couple years ago, I spoke to Caballero when he, uh, we were at his going away party. Um, for those of you who don't know, Joshua Caballero was one of our professors and he was our advisor for P, for PC, for Fight Delta Chi Fraternity. And at his going away party, he mentioned that he looked on LinkedIn and saw somewhere around 14,000 pharmacy jobs. Even if you divide that in half, say part of that is text, et cetera, you still have 7,000 jobs available on LinkedIn. I haven't tallied them up on LinkedIn right now, but there's still jobs out there. But you have to be willing to move if necessary, which I always have been. Um, so, for example, you know, I have to go to Fort Myers. Well, I'll go to Fort Myers Walgreens job. But you know, if I want it bad enough, I'll do that. Or if I have to go to any health services and go to Arizona, then if I want it, I'll, I'll have to do that. It's, it's just um, – uh, I have a lot of friends who refuse to move. That's why some are just now becoming hired, even though they graduated last year, right? I have a lot of friends who just started um, acquiring jobs now. And they had to wait a whole year to do it because they don't want to move. It's really a personal choice. If you want to stay down here, then you have to be willing to wait for that. Or if you're willing to move, then you can go acquire an opportunity elsewhere, uh, that may not be in the state you want, but for the for the time being, it's a job. It is what it is. So that's it's kind of what we alluded to before. It's a personal choice. Um, if you want it, you'll do it. If not, then you know you wait for another opportunity. Definitely, if you want something, you fight for it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Carl. It is really important for us as pharmacy students to hear from leaders as yourself and to to understand that we all go through disappointments and setbacks, but it's important to keep moving forward and not give up. If pharmacy school was easy, then everybody would do it. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Please remember to follow us on Instagram at Pharmacy Future Leaders and on Twitter at Leaders Pharmacy for regular updates on this show and future endeavors. The mission of the Pharmacy Future Leaders podcast is to support all pharmacy students by providing advice, direction, stories, and sharing with each other. Be sure to use the hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders on all social media. We thank you for listening to our podcast. Please send us an email if you're interested in being on the show. Send your message to pharmacyfutureleaders at gmail.com. Just remember, never give up, stay positive, eat healthy, get your sleep, and know why you wanted to be a pharmacist from the beginning to help others live healthier lives. We are Pharmacy Future Leaders.